Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, twins. Hey. Hey, hey, Paula. Hey, Paula. Hey. It's the single mommy hustle. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yes. We are here once again. Shout out to Detroit is Different. Hey, Kari. Hey, Kari. We also want to give a shout out to Ujima Inc., the National Center on Violence Against Women in the Black Community. Also, I want to um, acknowledge every town against gun violence that has contacted and reached in to support Supreme Transitions on our initiatives when we discuss uh, gun violence prevention and specifically in our community. But above all else, we have to say, hey, Karma. Hey, Karma. <laughs> hey, Karma. So, As always, appreciate you. That part. So, yes, we said our hellos. We said our thank yous. Um, just how do you feel today? I'm feeling good. Today was self-care day, so I'm feeling great. You look cute. Thank you. You got Beautiful. your hair washed? Uh-uh. I got my hair washed. I need a retie. Oh. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hair washed today, so shout out to Kiki. Shout out to Kiki. Because I needed that. Paula, how you feeling today? I'm feeling wonderful yeah. for a Friday. Okay. It is Friday. It is. For a Friday evening, eight after 8 p.m. Yeah. It's past my bedtime. I'm is doing it Oh, is it? Yeah. You looking good? Thank you. 804 to my after 8. <laughs> <laughs> past my bedtime. I'm doing real good. So, this week... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our topic is femicide. Yeah. Femicide. And yes. that's the word. That is the language, the appropriate language to discuss or to encapsulate the conversations that we've been having. Now, I've gotten a couple of phone calls. Did you? Regarding um, what is that word? Is that a word that we made up? Oh, they think we made it up. Yeah. No, we didn't mm. make it They up. didn't Google before they reached out. They just wanted to know if um, that was something we made up. No, we absolutely did not make it up at all. Femicide. Femicide. It's a real thing. Um, I feel I have to be really transparent and honest in starting this conversation. So when me and Jessica had first start brain swirling and just having a regular our regular type of conversation that we generally have around the podcast we were talking about current events and it really was heavy on my heart the recent news um of the 22 year old police officer who was found unalive um with her yes. partner she's 22 years old um and it was a murder suicide and technically, for inter or for intimate partner violence, that is considered a femicide. Okay. So, Paula, well, do you have the actual definition of femicide? I am actually putting that in in the chat. The, Paula, go ahead and read that. Uh, the um, definition I have of femicide is: uh, femicide is the murder of women due to their gender condition. Mm -hmm. They are killed because they are women. And one or more per one or more men perpetrate the act. If a woman suffers a tragic accident, it is not femicide because her death is not related to her condition as a woman or murdered in a robbery. So it's the murder of a woman due to due to their gender condition. 
That part, and then specifically with um, intimate partner uh, violence, there's a specific classification for when domestic violence is at play, and that it, that includes the the language femicide. Absolutely. So, I I'm going to say this first. This conversation is um, going to be had in full respect of those who have lost their lives. It's, yes. uh, it's too many to name individually. Yes. And so we'd be remiss to name one or two, right? Absolutely. And not acknowledge all. Yes. Here locally in Detroit, um, it's been an uptick. I've noticed an uptick. I've noticed a rise yes. in um, femicide, mm -hmm. women dying due to intimate partner violence and gun violence from their partners. Um, but then specifically with seeing this article, uh, when it first happened, Jessica was like, so are we talking about the police officer? And I was like, girl, what? Because I try to guard my eyes and ears because I hear so much on a day-to-day -day basis from clients calling Supreme Transitions Hotline yes. that it's kind of hard for me to, in addition to, watch the news. Mm -hmm. um, it's easier for me to read the news than to constantly just be in front of the TV or social media and taking that stuff in right. to be able to process it. Um, and so I was like, girl, I don't know. And so we kind of paused. We did. Like on that whole conversation. But it just came back to me. And it really bothered me when I started to read um, the articles and her age was mentioned. At 22 right. years old, her partner was 23 years old. They're both law enforcement. Um, and they were said to have been stellar officers and in line for taking the supervisor's test. So that says a lot, yes. you know, um, at a, such an early age and to take an oath to protect and serve our community, including um, receiving those calls. And we do know and understand and, and salute all of the um, law enforcement officers for taking the domestic violence calls because we do understand that those calls are generally the highest fatality levels for police officers when they take right. those calls. And mm -hmm. so they do have training, ongoing training and things of that nature. But um, it also triggered something else in me about a domestic violence advocate in Milwaukee um, who worked for the ASHA project, who we know and love, you know, as a mentor to Supreme Transitions. But this advocate, domestic violence advocate who worked for the ASHA project lost her life due to intimate partner violence and gun violence. And so seeing that, I was like, what is happening? Because this isn't the first police officer, female police officer who lost her life. This is not the first domestic violence advocate who lost her life. Um, and for us to be trained and have some level of expertise to be in these circumstances while dating or married mm -hmm. or long-term relationships, how is it, the thought for me was, how is it that we come to this place where we don't feel safe enough to tell our counterparts or to make the reports or um, like in law enforcement, is there a safe reporting avenue where you won't get any repercussions that will prohibit you if you're the non-offending person or, the, or not the person using violence? Is there a safe reporting measure? Because in the domestic violence advocacy world, we can talk to our supervisors and our, mm -hmm. our mentors and disclose those things. But 
I was just very bothered that someone so young has lost her life due to intimate partner violence. Yes. And she's empowered, as we say. She's educated, yeah. you know, as we say, in domestic violence. So how do we get here? Who is supposed to be accountable when these things happen? And how do we nudge um, people like ourselves in these positions? Paula, your dating. Jessica ain't single no more. Right. <laughs> but if but husband, if husband, <laughs> husband would never. Right. right. But if no. husband get a moment of uh, insanity. Yes. Um, and you know, I I was dating. I ain't dipping my toe in that pool no more because it's pee pee in it. You're right. Mm, it's successful, right. I'm not but I'm not. Right. No, we're You're not going right. to say successful, but it is. I'm gonna say no. It's just you. Just the, the, we ain't. We that ain't the topic tonight. Okay. okay. It's pee pee in the pool, y'all. Oh, and husband <laughs> said he here. We know, babe. <laughs> I know you here, babe. Whatever. <laughs> it's pee pee in the pool, y'all. But for those who want to engage and dating and building relationships or have long-term relationships. But I wanted to be able to be a voice for advocates and others who work in public safety that it's okay to tell someone. It is. Because the fatality rates are so high. And Jessica did some research, you know, on those specific numbers. Um, When it comes to the black community, you Mm know, and the fatality Mm -hmm numbers when it comes to um, intimate partner violence and femicide. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my research, um, I found that more, now these are older numbers. um, So it's more than 11,000 women within the United States alone were killed um, due to intimate partner violence. Um, Women of color, of course. um, just between 2015 and 2019 alone. And again, those are older numbers. But, you know, you know, just like you say, like, who do we hold accountable? And Erica mentioned marriage. So I'm going to share a little bit about me. So who do we hold accountable? Because I myself yes. was a married woman. It's my second marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I told people you know, who I thought were supposed to protect me, i.e. law enforcement during the time I was in the military. So I told Mm -hmm. superior officers and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I was judged. And it's like, well, you know, why are you letting somebody do that to you? And, you know, definitely not taking light to anyone who has lost their life due to this. But it's kind of, you know, sitting back looking like thank god i made it out you know yes i can relate so aspect as well it's like what do you do Mm -hmm. what do you do because what if you are screaming for help in a situation like that you know who 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 do you go to Mm -hmm. so and and the shame you know it's so much shame attached to um admitting that and, and we're talking about regular people that don't work in public safety. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's so much shame attached to it, and it's the same shame attached when you work in that industry of public safety and, and human service mm-hmm. to help the community be safe. You know, 
but it's so interesting to me, like since we started having this conversation, um, that more and more things have just been coming up, like publicly. And you know what it kind of put me in the mind of is, you know, I had those bouts where I'm like, I'm not even going I'm, I'm going to stay off social media for mm -hmm. a minute, you know, or I'm not going to pay that no attention. I ain't going to watch mm -hmm. the news because things come up. Based on those numbers, I saw once we decided, that, yeah, it's time for us to go ahead and talk about this. Yeah. This is happening every day. Every single day. Um, I saw yes. in, you know, within my research, 57 women a month. Wow. You know, and that number... That's an average, you know, it could be, mm -hmm. you know, it could more be more. Or less. So, you know, that was concerning. And then when we have to think about this, what makes you, well, because you never know, you know, you never know something like that. Let's be honest. You never know. No, you, you never know. Yeah. People so, are really good at hiding. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, normalizing. Yeah. And normalizing dysfunction and toxicity in, in relationships. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was one of those people that could normalize it. I was married 23 years. Okay. Wow. Okay. And during my marriage, I experienced intimate partner violence on more than one occasion. Mm -hmm. And um, I was almost to the femicide part. Um, thank God for Ring and all of the alarm systems that wow. I had installed in my house. However, um, you know, sometimes you do, there is some shame associated with being a person of a certain stature. And then you have, intimate partner violence or domestic violence there is some shame associated with it it's a lot of Absolutely. shame it's yeah, not some it's part, a lot it's of shame a lot. i experienced that i could be a professional i could be a mother but i couldn't be a, a partner mm. at least that's what i experienced in my mind you know it's certain things that you think about when you're going through situations and i could be perfect at everything except for being the perfect mate. Wow. Yes. That, and I think we experience that. Yes, we so do. So that's part of shame. Yes, we do. So that's why I said, you know, you don't know what people are going through. People that you walk past every day, you look at them. We don't know who's going through what. But that shame is real. Um, the fact that you can actually lose your life, that's a real thing. I agree. You can shout out and ask for help. And uh, I even asked for help. And mm -hmm. uh, the but, uh, but wait, but also beyond like the traditional way of asking for help that Jessica was tapping on mm -hmm. is black women seek help in very different ways. Mm -hmm. That is true. We don't do it traditionally all the time. Just calling the police or going mm -hmm. to get a PPO or or telling your mom, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like there are ways of telling in the uh, black community that aren't traditionally seen as ways of telling. That is true. Now, yes, I can yeah. speak into the black community. Um, I can say when I was going through what I was going through, speaking to the shame. Yes. I couldn't call y'all and tell y'all, you know, this man doing this to me. Right. Like, I, I was too embarrassed. I mm -hmm. was embarrassed. Yeah. Like, girl, you Jessica. What? No, mm -hmm. you ain't going through that. And I was embarrassed. But it took, like, from my Erica's to something going on. What's going on? Something is going on. Right. You're not, you're not you. So it's kind of like we disconnect from ourselves in a way, you know, you to, to where those close to you. Yes. You know, they notice that certain changes, something going on, like you not being yourself. And 
those disconnects mm -hmm. can often be cries for help as well. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what? Because look, Granny Frank would call me at five in the morning. She turned around and called me at six in the morning. She turned around and called me. Now, mind you, I ain't in no situation <laughs> at all. I'm snoring on my good third sleep, right? Mm -hmm. But my granny mm -hmm. would call me and be like, and I call her back by like 7.30. Like, granny, what's up? Hey, I see you called me five times before 7 a.m. What man got you over there tied up? You ain't been over here? And that was her way of nudging on my heart to get me to come up. She just wanted to lay eyes on me. Because I got to make sure you are I got to see I gotta you. I got to make sure you're good. I haven't heard from you because mm -hmm. of what Jessica just said, that mm -hmm. isolation. Because yeah. isolation is one of the telltale signs when you are experiencing these circumstances. Mm -hmm. yes, you're, that abusive person or person using violence will try to isolate you mm -hmm. from your closest family and friends. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely correct. But my Granny Frank, God rest Granny Frank, so she's calling the middle, uh, middle of the night, first thing in the morning. I ain't seen you. <laughs> what man got you over there tied up? Oh, granny, I wish a man had me over here tied up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm wishing it over the praying, Loki. You, granny. <laughs> but it, you know, we we tell in different ways. Yes, um, this topic brought up so many different things. Um, and I, I spoke to Umi, right? Mm -hmm. And just kind of brain dumped. A little bit and just let her pour into my cup and so shout out to umi hey umi hey umi love <laughs> and so she had asked a question she said are black women disposable Ooh. Mm. she said that there's a thing that we should consider a theme that we should consider around um the issue of the value of women in general mm -hmm. i totally agree because not just locally or in domestic violence, but across the world, how right. women, this term was coined due to women that were just able to be murdered because of their gender. I actually found yes. in my research coined because of women in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the value of black women? Ooh. And, and when she said that, I said, oh, that made me think about Malcolm X. And I don't got his quote pulled up specifically, but I wow. can. When he says that the black women mm -hmm. are the most unprotected in mm. the country, mm. in the world. world. Okay, thank Joe. you, Joe. <laughs> so when we talk about who's accountable, who do we hold accountable when um, think these things happen? You know, is it the person? performing the violence or is it our culture is it our society that has devalued women to such an extent that these murders can happen so often mm -hmm. that's a good question that is a mind-boggling mystery in my Kendall voice that's a mind-boggling mystery because we can say policymakers. Mm -hmm. um we can blame mental health issues. Like we can throw a lot of blame. Mm -hmm. So this is why this is really just one of those topics to where it's just like. Got to really dig in deep. Yeah. And then the other thing is, mm -hmm. do these men, because you said mental health. So domestic violence is a power and control issue. It's not a mental health oh, issue. Absolutely. 
is most definitely not a, a mental Absolutely. health issue. Absolutely. And so, um, do these men who commit murder suicides, do they commit the suicide piece because they truly understand the repercussions of what they just did? Ooh. <laughs> is it a cowardice? <laughs> it's the cowardice. Okay. It's the cowardice. Look, Paul, I'm um, out. Yeah, because I feel like they, you know, they can, they can dish it out, but they can't take it. Can't I take feel like it. anybody right. that I, anybody anybody that can do, you know, commit a heinous crime like that yeah. against anybody, and then turn around and off themselves, you you couldn't take the consequences. I think that's beyond mental health. That's a true coward. I'm going to second you on that one because the cowardice is real within domestic violence situations and other situations that I see end up in suicide. The cowardice is real. So you can um, kind of look back into certain intimate partner violence situations and see the cowardice. Like you said, a power and control thing. Who's going to be in control? And that's usually what it is. It's who's going to be the one in control. Why are we Why are we trying to control this other person? Because we can't either can't control ourselves. We can't control something else about our life. It, it can go deep, deep, deep. Yeah, it can. That's why I say this is just one of those topics where you can have we can th throw the blame anywhere. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can have. Uh, you can have an individual responsibility within. Uh, whether black women are disposable, you know, society, like you said, policymakers, we have music, we have culture, we have different types of cultures. Again, that TV show we were just talking about that's normalizing it. Yes. Uh, what some people, Blueface, Crazy oh, in Love. Yes. The name oh, yeah. Yeah, you yes. know, where it's becoming normalized and put in the front like this is okay. Yes. When these are warning signs, when they're actually showing mm -hmm. you some of the warning signs, yes. you know, in relationships that should make you say, you know what, let me pause. And so this topic and the conversations that we have had has really brought up so much stuff this past week inside of me mm -hmm. with personal family and friends, clients um, that contact us through Supreme Transitions Hotline and come in and meet with us. Yes. Um, and the trickle down effect. And so how do we get to that extreme of the murder? Like the warning signs is what I'm I'm referencing right now. So even when, you know, Paula, we met with someone um, who described being severely abused, hospitalized, yes. doing a PPO. She moved, she relocated to get right. away from this person. So she's showing protective measures outside of fighting. Because that's the other thing in our community. Um, generally, we say, oh, well, I fought back. Well, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a victim because I fought back. Mm -hmm. But you're still being victimized regardless of you fighting mm -hmm. back, right? Yes. But wow. this young lady being hospitalized and then moving and relocating. And then later, this person being so heinous and evil and abused their children to the fatality of one. And so then... Mm -hmm. The systems in place, re-victimizing yes. this black woman, mm -hmm. 
as happens so often, I have gotten three phone calls with the same dynamics this week around a domestic violence survivor reporting, doing all that they can do to stay safe. And because they made a report, and this is similar to what I'm saying about even with the law enforcement, the young lady who lost her life, where is the safe reporting where I'm doing all of the things to stay safe? And then the system, the child welfare system comes in and re-victimizes me and takes my children from me and and puts a label on me neglect and failure to protect does that kind of make you feel as though i'll call them we'll call them perpetrators at this point they're no longer abusers if they're unaliving people so if the perpetrator sees that i've taken all these precautionary measures to ensure my safety the safety of my children and you all have re-victimized me and and not help me get safe. y'all ain't y'all y'all haven't still helped me at all yeah now that puts me in a position a higher where, risk yeah because we know that when someone tries to leave they are seven times more likely at risk and in danger of fatality yes so again like i i love the way that when we have framed that question to me she was like who do we hold accountable you know mm-hmm. it, it's not just the person using violence when we think about in real time what's happening with survivors and victims of domestic violence and intimate partner violence mm-hmm. when they do yes. report mm-hmm. and the shame the amplified shame that's coming yeah so the people in place that are supposed to protect yes the people that are supposed to protect are now re-victimizing our community so how do you know what do we do that's a good question we got to continue question. to educate yeah. we got to continue to I'll, educate our community Podcasts like this, one, giving people the definition, talking about those warning signs, being vulnerable, you know, because Paula, you can call me. Yes. I'm going to say that on air Mm -hmm. for the 3.7 and however many K viewers, you know, internationally, people that chime in. Mm -hmm. You can call me as a domestic violence advocate and I'm not judging you. Please know any, anybody. You can call me, you can call, you can inbox me or anything like you can reach out to me. Like resources are available. You do not have to go through any of that alone. And like, that's something I'm finding myself saying like here now weekly, like, cause people don't know, people yeah. are afraid. Yeah. And yeah. like something else we have brought up, people feel like, Hey, it's, it's beneficial to me you know him being here anyway you it's know? beneficial to me it, oh, this wow. benefiting me you come know? on yeah, people feel like that, that. True, people feel though. like that look that's true yeah this man doing xyz pdq but guess what if i leave i can't take care of me and these because kids. the number one reason statistically that that's a, that victim that's state is due to finances a strong possibility mm-hmm. so and that's horrible you know you subject yourself to that because uh, so that point that Jessica's reaching into, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. When we were talking about this thing, I said we have to be honest about relationships and the dynamics of relationships. And so this person may not. Um, oh, well, this person may not be able to provide financially in a certain way with mm-hmm. money, with cash or whatever, because they may not work. For whatever reason. Right. And we got to think about the um, communities of uh, people that are not documented. 
That's true too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. That are experiencing yeah. this. And so you may not be able to give financially into that household or relationship, but you are the child's child care provider while yeah, I go yeah, to work. I'm, I'm working. So you, you may be you sitting here with these. You kids. sitting here with them. Thank you. You taking them to the doctor yeah. while I'm at work. Yeah. You doing that. You know what I'm saying? Or you're fixing the house. You know, we talked about all the different ways that, to exchange the, the contribution to the household. Mm -hmm, yeah. And the goal, you know, the mindset is I don't want you to harm me. I don't, I most definitely don't want you to unalive me, right? But I want the violence to stop, but I still need this contributor need to you. my household. Or I, I feel, well, no, I'm not going to say I feel because we don't know what people are going through, but I need you. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, that's what it all boils down to. I need, I need you because, you know, I'm, like I said, I ain't going to make it without you. I need something that you know, you I, 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 whatever it is. There you go. Whatever it is that, that's contributing. And so how do, and so that's what we do, you know, I I, I hate to do the shameless plugs, but that's what we do with Supreme Transitions is we insulate yes. victims and survivors with those resources mm -hmm. and make them feel safe enough to be able to leave and not yes. return. You don't need what mm -hmm. this person is provided. We will find the resource. There are other resources. And supplement. Available. Yes. You know. Yes, they are. Oh, man. It's so many different things. And that's a position to be in, especially if you don't have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, some people uh, at a younger age, I didn't know that I was being abused. So some people don't see certain things that I see now as abuse. Mm -hmm. Verbal abuse, mm -hmm. physical abuse, mm -hmm. mental abuse, mm -hmm. financial abuse. You know, those are all types of abuse that people endure that you may not even think is abusive. I need five dollars to go buy the baby some milk, even though it's more than that. But away, whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's been a minute. Paul. That's yeah. <laughs> I know it has been a minute. It's been about twenty-five. Years. But yeah, I need money to buy the baby some milk. Yeah, okay? no, true. That's that's true. So, so you be done got into a from? fight with? Yeah, with because not, not boo -boo man. I'm just trying to. Well, I'm calling him boo boo man. Whomever. <laughs> I'm, I just I just want to feed the baby. Yeah, right, that's it. Right. I just want to feed the baby, and we know you got it, and you got it, or. I'm going to do you one better. I had it. And you stole it from me. You got oh, anything left? Oh, that's good. So if you want to get into yeah. financial oh, abuse. Oh, that's financial I abuse. I had it. You know, I already <laughs> had it. What you do with it? Yeah. Right. What you know? did you do with it? Yeah. Or you, uh, can we be real, community? These income tax relationships got to end. They got to stop. They must okay. stop. I stopped mine. Thank you. Just to hit both of them. Because. I personally Ooh, sure because I a personally will, know will pray on that. That had, they're oblivious that they were being abused. Yeah. Because mm, no. it looks like love. Because that, that looks like love. Because now spent. I'm real thick on you. Because girl, you you got how many you years? Got income taxes coming? Baby. We a thousand there in this mo. <laughs> we a thousand there. We a thousand there. We going to roof first. But do they be going to roof first? I don't know. Because I ain't they never go. a tax time bought. But flip. they flips. People oh, still flip. Y'all know, know that. I ain't messing with Paula. Y'all know that. I don't know nothing. Y'all be knowing. Y'all know. Oh, they do. <laughs> Y'all know they be flipping. Wait, me and Jessica just went to Roll House. We couldn't even get a seat. Oh, I'm that's like, where they going. That's where they going. Oh, okay. They in the way. I'm like, they in the way of our rolls. Of me getting my that's my rolls and butter. Can I get the cinnamon? But no. Because you ain't here booed up. We digress. Booed up, booed up. <laughs> We digress with your abuser. 
Let yeah. your, leave your abuser. Leave, leave. Call a agency. I'm saying this now because I am not victim blaming. I am not victim shaming. Absolutely I am not. not accusing that this is a simple task to do. There right. are agencies yeah. available. We just put the national hotline in the chat. We put Supreme Transitions information here for those in Detroit. We also take national calls. We get referrals yes. nationally yes, um, to assist survivors with resources, leads, and referrals. For my people yes, watching, they do. call me naturally. Yeah, They call me. Yeah. Okay. From was, out of state. Out of state. That's what we mean by nationally. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, we are here in Detroit and we receive phone calls from out of state. For emotional support, leads, and referrals. And so, you know, wraparound services mm -hmm. um, to become safe. And so it is possible. And I started to wear my T-shirt that says, I am evidence, you know, the brand. I mm -hmm. just had mine on a few days ago. You Again, you see what she got on now. She's trying to be like me. We're going to, I'm going to wait until we wrapping this thing up to let you know how we became twins today, everybody. So don't worry about it. That's your SMH moment? That's going to be my SMH <laughs> moment for sure. However, there are resources available. You just have to muster up the faith and the courage to make that first phone call, to be honest and say, I don't like the way this feels. I, even if you don't know right. if this is for sure a serious circumstance, just call and ask some questions. And I feel like, is this, you know, the altar call? <laughs> So I don't want anyone. Wait, we are. We are. Know, I am very silly, <laughs> and I was going to say I don't want anyone to think we're making light of this. Not at all, because we are not. Because no. we are. You are definitely looking at a table Survivors. of evidence. Mm -hmm. yes. We are evidence, and yes, it is. It's hard to say I need help. It's shameful to say I'm going through this. What do I need to do to get out of it? Yes, you know resources are available you know you know they do exist had i known 20 years ago this i might bless i definitely even... wouldn't be sitting here had i not had i known 20 years ago i wouldn't be sitting i was say blessed to even say yeah. 20 years because mm -hmm. we're talking about feminine we're talking about the murder due to intimate yes. partner violence blessed that the fight on the freeway oh that i had jesus you understand what I'm saying? And so I, I have to be very transparent and very honest because some people see the position that I am in, the doors and opportunities that I have to advocate for our community. And they and I, I hear it a lot when I'm talking to survivors and victims that come through Supreme Transitions um, doors. Oh, Miss Erica, I know you don't know, baby. I am not exempt. Mm -mm. Yeah. And so I have to strip down and be completely honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. I am dating. Well, sometimes. I don't want nobody to get the wrong impression. Who laughed in the room? <laughs> Who laughed in the room, Joe? <laughs> I'm, I'm technically, okay, y'all know what I'm saying. But I'm I'm available, you know, and people do contact me and I sometimes engage in some of the can y'all hear Joe? <laughs> oh, they can't. They can't hear Joe. Back to what they can't hear Joe. I'm being serious. She was talking about engineer Joe. But it is um, it's, it's serious and people oftentimes will assume that because you have quote unquote 
established yourself in a certain way mm -hmm. or have accomplished certain things or have some level of uh, respect or notoriety that you are exempt. I'm not exempt from, mm -hmm. you know, it's still that whole vetting process It's still setting very hard boundaries. And, you know, I was talking to another advocate who was a friend of mine and we were like kind of giggling around the idea that I just may also end up being alone. Mm -hmm. Am I, are you okay? Am I okay? With the idea of being single. Are you comfortable within yourself until you don't see those flags within yourself? Because you could mm -hmm. be toxic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or with the potential mate and partner. You know what I mean? And so it's very real. But I'm not exempt. Jessica's not exempt. Mm -hmm. Paula is not exempt. No, not. We are all survivors of several things. And I won't call out nobody else's business. But I'm a survivor of domestic violence, sexual assault, homelessness, lack of education, and so many other different things, but was brave enough to say, I need some help. Brave enough to ask the question, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Help mm -hmm. me understand what that means. That's how I got on this journey. Not because I'm so broken and so bruised and, you know, have this vendetta That's, against men. Absolutely. No, it was on my journey to healing that I became educated enough to be like, you know what? I can identify that and I want to help somebody else. So resources are most definitely available. And there is no shame attached. If you hear those thoughts in your mind. That, that are trying to tap you on your shoulder and make you feel a certain way. You have to look that thing square in the face. If you a fighter, you got to look that thing square in the face and say, not today. Not today. It's not real. It's not true. And I deserve. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you something that will creep up, especially if you're younger. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is all I deserve. This maybe this is it. This all I maybe can this, find. This, this all I can find. That's this good, is, ain't it? This this this, yeah. this all I'm attracting. This all so, I'm attracting. This Paula might be the ring the bell. Look, stay on that. But, That's what that meant. Stay on that thing. Because yeah, it, that, because that will creep up. Twenty-two years old. That's something to think about. And it's that bothered me. And sure. probably, in a sense, that looked like a power couple at a point in okay. time. Okay. Mm. Okay. It, it probably looked like a power couple. Ooh, they got to chill. You know, in, I I read that and cried. Wow. I ain't know them people from Adam and Eve, and I cried. But we do know them people. It, I mean, they say it's six degrees of separation, but it's really not. It's, it's not. That could have been me. Okay. At 22. Absol absolutely. Absolutely. Ones. We got um uh, my mommy said, yeah, you definitely you, you life ain't got nothing better to offer. That that's absolutely that's it. Like th this is it. And the mental health piece though, well, I will say will go to depression. When yeah. when you have been abused for a certain amount of time, you start to believe the lies. That's and it starts true. to feed into the depression that you didn't know was inside of you. And so then you do get to the, well, maybe this is for me. This and that depression bad. leads to anxiety. Yeah. And then you're going through what you're going through and it leads to a PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it does. 
stew. Trauma. A stew of trauma. A stew it's of trauma. An endless trauma cycle. Mm -hmm. It's an endless cycle. But there is hope. So in our community, mm -hmm. there are culturally specific services available. Not just Supreme Transitions, because who do we refer people to, right? right? We refer people to other culturally specific services. The Black therapists, the Black counselors, the Black yes. uh, pastors for those who believe, you know, the Christian faith. We yeah. we find the resource that it, it meets the need in our community because the Black community is not a monolith. No, it One size does no, not fit all. Absolutely. We're all so different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, to be able to tap into those resources and I got to give a shout out to um, it just it's on me. I got a tingling feeling. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Patrice Lucas and Edifly Espy mm -hmm. at Where Do Black Women Go to Grieve? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. For the culturally specific services that they give um, and group counseling sessions. And it's non-traditional. They meet up at different places. Um, restaurants, the board at the river walk, mm -hmm. different places, but to meet a need. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, even Lisa, our, our sister, <laughs> Lisa Hillary yeah. J, you know, with yeah. the yoga and meditation and service and survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault, you know, it's so many other different ways to get your healing. Yeah, but if you don't make that first call, and I'm talking to those who are advocates, those who are police officers, those who are lawyers, those who are quote unquote professionals. You know, right. there mm -hmm. is assistance even for you. You don't have to disclose where you work or what you do when you go mm -hmm. into these rooms. No, you don't. You don't. You can just go. And I've done it. Just I just go in there and sit down. Yes. A lot of times I don't even talk. You know? Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's heavy on me. It's just so heavy on me. So even while we are dating, be very, very cautious about what you're sharing. Mm. In the first ways. interaction, in the second interaction. Mm. All interactions. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. You, you don't know who you're talking to. Until you dating, know. Until you find out who you're talking to. And you have to be, uh, you have to protect yourself at all times. That's mm -hmm. just the bottom line. It's okay to be sociable, but some things are not for people that you just are no. not ready to share them with. No. Share it with. Some information is not for everybody. So, okay. I think we did a good what job of kind of, because, you know, this You thought was this hard. was going to be much this what you hard. did it. We did it. We we did yeah. like how we were panicking. Like I'm out. really fighting tears because yeah. this was very hard to yeah. publicly acknowledge on a recorded line, on a live line, yeah. um, and try to be as respectful as possible to those in our community. Mm -hmm. We just found out about someone else who passed away, not just two people away, you know, oh, from yeah. us, yeah. Um, who passed away due to intimate partner violence. It, it like in the last 24 hours. Oh wow. This is happening every day. Every day. And it's happening so much that you can actually go on YouTube and there's a few specific channels that focus on femicide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Is. I can't think of them by name, but mm -hmm. I do get those channels every so often. And it's it's an epidemic. It I is. It's an epidemic. It is. Thank you, Paula, Especially for calling it out. Femicide. Black femicide is yes. real. 
but this was hard. Yeah. This was hard for me this week, digesting it, chewing it up. I didn't talk to a million people from Milwaukee, Minnesota, Detroit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, some of everywhere. And we all have the same agreement that when it comes to those of us who work in public safety and human services, um, we, sh we should be able to articulate and communicate, I need help. Mm -hmm. Or this doesn't feel good. I'm nervous. I don't know. It. We should be able to talk to somebody within yes. our industry safely and not have repercussions happen, you know, against us as we're trying to grow. Baby girl was trying to become a supervisor and probably had beyond yeah. that aspirations and she should have been able to accomplish those and goals. she was a mother. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She was a mother. And mm -hmm. with a career. Mm-hmm invested in that career yes. and so um i'm happy we we did this <laughs> yes thank you all this brought us brought something up for healing for me yeah i'm happy yes. we did this um, i hope that something was said yes. that um someone gleaned and grabbed something men female however you identify um I hope that something was gathered today so that you do not become added to a hashtag or a statistic. I hope that our community can grow mm -hmm. and learn and that we all can just kind of move around freely and speaking about these things. And there's no stigma attached. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I yeah. hope. And I know it's not going to happen overnight, but the more we talk about these things unapologetically and unashamed, I think we'll accomplish that. I agree. <sighs> it's freeing just to even release some things and let people know it can be freeing. Just like for me. I want to reiterate anybody ever needs a ear. I know I'm, I'm really not that verbal of a person. But I am extremely approachable. And a good listener. The best <laughs> listener, because I'm not that verbal of a person. Mm -hmm. I am the soundboard for everyone I know. Um, and on top of that, I, I can provide some insight and mm -hmm. point you in the right direction. And veterans. Yo. Definitely Shout out to our veterans. Definitely my that call and ask for resources. So, yes. you know. Yeah, we laugh, we joke, but when it's something as serious as this, it's like, reach out, reach out. I don't care what, if you got a Facebook call me and you don't got my number, reach out. You know, I don't care if you family and you don't want the rest of the family to know what you're going through, reach out. Mm -hmm. If you get that one inkling of a what we, the red flag, yeah. reach out. Yes. I had a family member reach out today like, um, is this what this is or is this what this ain't? Mm -hmm. But I was walking in the door. But as soon as I walk out the door and I hope this family member is watching. Or watch the replay. And share Or don't because I'm going to call you and let you know. And that's and, a red flag. Wait a and, and share it. Mm -hmm. And share this video. If you don't feel comfortable acknowledging some things yourself, just share the video. Because yeah. I'm going to say this. A lot of anything you got a question. That part may very well be exactly that. That's the flag. That's the red. If you flag. if you got to question it, that means it ain't for you. It ain't. It's not resonating well with your spirit. And let me and let, and let me go ahead and put this on the floor. If you decide that the 
partnership, the potential friendship, the potential relationship as you're dating is not for you, that's great. Make that decision and stand on it. Mm -hmm. yes. If it gets to the point where you also feel the need to block a person, use all your buttons, block, delete, and everything else. And if that person continues to reach out to you through social media, direct messages, the DMs, a, a fake phone number, because you know they got right. the apps out here, block all the numbers and document it all. Yes. Because that's called stalking. That's stalking. Yes, that is absolutely Especially when you have made it very plain and clear. I have no more interest in developing a relationship with you. I don't have any more interest in getting to know you. And they continue to persist. That's stalking. Yes, it is. And make yes. sure that you let someone know and identify when they come on your social media pages and comment. That's intimidation also. Power and control. Power and control dynamics. Mm. Okay? Mm. Abuse. Abuse in real time yes. and do it unapologetically and unashamed. There's no shame in being honest and transparent about things that are happening that yes. make you feel like weird and, and worried. You're um, not crazy. No. The things that you're seeing, that's called gaslighting. The yes. things that you're seeing and you identify as uncomfortable for you, it's real. Lean in. Lean in. Ask for help. So as we wind this thing up and tie it up, um, SMH moment. And I want everybody who's watching live. Um, so our SMH moment. Go no, ahead it's not ours. We're not sharing an SMH moment. We're already <laughs> twinning. Me and Jessica sharing our SMH moment. <laughs> because it's my SMH moment and not hers. Anyone who has an SMH moment who's watching live, go ahead and chime in in the comments. So our SMH moment is something that has happened to you. And this last so week. <laughs> that can make you smile, laugh. Sometimes it'll make you shake your head and cry, right? Oh so what is your SMH moment? Paula. Oh my, I feel placed directly. No, on the please. Because she wants us to share one. We're going to share. Look, we're in the same video. Since we're Frank. talking about Joke, SMH, you put us in the I same just frame? have to SMH my, I have to shake my head seriously as mm -hmm. someone who should be ashamed of themselves for deceiving people. Oh, you know who you are. Who oh, who? Donald Trump. We're not saying the name. Oh, it ain't Donald Trump. don't got to say, say no name. name you know who you are. You know who you are. SMH, you're deceiving masses of people. Oh, stop Donald, that. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> and they're coming under the guise of assisting you. Ooh. Oh, you better you stop know, doing I, that. I don't like to hear people Ooh. deceiving other people. And you should stop that. You should stop that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, y'all got me laughing. They can't hear you, right? They can't now. hear y'all. Y'all, hear me talking. Anyway. You need to stop. You need to stop. That's All my right. SMH moment. Stop. Stop. Erica. Stop. Stop. Because <laughs> this is my SMH moment. What's your SMH moment, Jess? Stop. Juicy J. For the one time. What happened? Let me tell y'all what this kind lady did. <laughs> we on the phone. I said, girl, I'm on my way up there to Detroit. It's different. Don't worry about it. I just got to find my blue jean jacket. <laughs> now what she kept saying girl come on come on i got on this t-shirt she probably put you put that blue jean jacket on when i said outside the mind didn't you it was in my back seat yep, she <laughs> that's my sma moment she wanted us to 
intentionally planned. I'm joking. Oh no, she's not. I'm joking. It wasn't she in not. my backseat. I did put it on. And what's what's interesting is, so those who have historically watched us, me and Jessica do accidentally be wearing it's the never same on stuff. Purpose. Oh it's never, never on purpose. purpose. It has never been on purpose. When I grabbed this jacket, walking out the door, I was like, oh my God, Jessica, wear her jacket. <laughs> and it's like the plainest jacket too. And I said, I pray to God, just gonna wear her jacket. But the lady sat on the phone and heard, hear heard me say, "Wait, yeah, she gonna try to play it like, well, what was I talking about when you said that? We were actively communicating because you said, girl, just grab whatever because I got on my t-shirt. And I said, oh, I found my jacket. I'm on my way out the door. Bye. I was already here. I was here <laughs> pulling her blue jean jacket off my the jacket. trunk. <laughs> Smiling hard, like with my jacket on already. I love that we're so connected this way. (laughs) So after a long week, how do you fill your cup? What's in your cup, Paula? You didn't bring a cup. You got some water, but how do you fill your cup and wind down? Well, let me just tell you what was in my cup last night. We'll take it. Um, I'm gonna. Well, I filled my cup with a little grape juice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Little Wow. Oh, so you know, you I mix the great she making her homemade tailor port. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of port is the tailor port? That well, wait a minute, juice. So you <laughs> making the communion? <laughs> She's spiking the communion. That ain't holy. Everybody, stretch your hands. Towards <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it was good. I know I it was. Just a little, just a little one. I ain't putting no grape juice in my juice. Oh, I won't mind. Just how they made it. <laughs> it's already a grape. How does that true. taste? Mm-hmm. What do you want to enhance the sweetness? I don't know how to I just need a little describe tip. wine. The notes of the like I need <laughs> a little tip. Oh, okay. <laughs> For uh, our wine, our wine drinkers that are watching. I hope everybody over here is over 18. Don't put no grape juice in your wine. I just need a little Don't put the tip in. (laughs) It ain't safe. It ain't safe. Grow up. I need a little tip in my cup. (laughs) Not the tip in. Uh, Twin. That's daddy. (laughs) Twin, we got four minutes in this thing. How do you wind down? How do I wind down? I'm trying to do better. I am trying to do better with separating. Don't look. She threatening me with the bill. And I'm, I'm always praising somebody trying to be better. Oh, okay. That's a praise. I thought I was okay. doing something wrong. What? That's because I'm guilty. Give my things back. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do better uh, with. So when I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. I'll say that uh, as recent as the end of the last year, mm-hmm. um, the balance that I had mm-hmm. with. Um, that person at a certain time of day, everything stopped. And so now I'm trying to force myself because I am single. Mm-hmm. She's single for those who are watching. And it's my real hair. Shoot your shot. Play it is. It. Don't Shoot play your with shot. It. You see that bounce. All right. All right. <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> no, but finding the balance to stop. You know, stop working at a certain time in the okay, evening to stop working, you know, and have lunch. And so that's, you know, what I'm doing um, to fill my cup as of late when I wasn't feeling well, feeling very overwhelmed and stressed into I was physically sick. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I got to bring that balance back into oh, my life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. What are you doing, Jay? Um, Other than trying to be like me. It's all right. You could be like me. 
Girl, I got enough shine for everybody. Girl, bum. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm getting acclimated to this uh being married thing. Oh, what that mean? Right. Because no, 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 y'all. Right. 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 <laughs> see, I be wanting to watch shows and stuff, oh, right? God, y'all fighting over who playing the video game? Absolutely, the controller. Oh no, we ain't fighting over that. We respect. We res <laughs> Ma, cover your ears. Daddy bought me my own controller. Ew, ew, ew. And it's purple. Ew, ew. But anyway, <laughs> no, I be feeling. Ew. So I be feeling some type of way because you know how that yeah. kick in, yeah. and <laughs> we be binging on shows, and I be like, "Babe, did you see that?" And he be. Yeah, uh huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I be having a respect that you can see that all just do with our attitude. Like, you gotta wake up, don't be abusing. Uh, that is back. not right. <laughs> but we binged and I watched Swarm because he fell asleep. Oh, you started watching it? Did oh, you I finished it, it. Oh, and he wow. fell asleep. We started together. So I've been on The Shy, I just started watching it from You've the first time. Get me to watch. Oh, oh it's know. good. I'm, I haven't. Oh, oh it's good. Good. Watching, what? And on the blacklist. What's that? Oh it's no, fun. I've been. I, yeah, I started watching this that years week. ago when it first came out. This Is week. it still going on? I don't know. I started with season one this week. Yeah, and the people want is. me to watch BMF. BMF don't revoke uh, my black car or my Detroit uh, car. They don't have a Detroit. Never car. seen a single episode, and you don't want to. I it's don't. all trash. I don't. Okay, good. I'm happy somebody not trying don't to buy. sell me on it. It's nine o'clock because I've been judged. <laughs> no, don't be judged. BMF, I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I watched season one. <laughs> I did want to see that one episode though, that oh, y'all was got, all talking ooh, about. Oh, you gotta see it. Big Meech. Yeah, I want to see the Big Meech. I want to see the Big Meech episode. I do want to see that. Yes. My husband know I'm crazy too, y'all. So y'all ain't got to worry about it. Yes, I want to see the Big Meech episode. Oh, look. We're talking about offline. My husband watching. So, yes. Baby, it's obvious. That's all I'm going to say. It's obvious. That was a double. Oh, thank you. So, yes, we want to um, bring back that phone number. That is the national hotline, 1-800-799-7233. That is the national domestic violence hotline. If you just want to call and talk to somebody, process some things, ask some questions, ask for assistance, they are there 24-7, 365. <coughs> I'm sorry. And if you're here in Detroit and you're looking to speak to someone in the same manner, myself, Paula, we have a team of advocates ready and available. And you can reach us at area code 313-355-0867. And we will be more than happy to assist you. Um, we are we do mobile advocacy, so we will meet you where you are. Yes. You do not have to be, you know, trying to figure out a way to come find us or um transportation to get this up we will mm -hmm. come to you uh, yeah. we have several different ways of assisting and so we want to thank you again tonight thank you jess thank you paula for thank being so vulnerable yes and um sharing your expertise and your experiences mm -hmm. um i believe that lived experience is beyond a phd absolutely um is. and so i appreciate you both and i appreciate thank me thank you we appreciate, appreciate yourself well. absolutely thank you um, and so once again, shout out to Detroit is different. Engineer Joe. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. 
for hooking us up once again. We love you and we, we will see you soon every second and fourth Friday. It's the Single Mommy Hustle. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.